It's a crazy little thing called Love Dev, a comedy podcast brought to you by me, Love Dev. Today's episode is 96. Click, click. I'll be honest, I'm surprised as much as you lot. <laughs> it's another episode. Can you believe that? Like, I just have too much free time on my hands. That's what it is. Kind of. I thought, why not just do another one? Innit? Like, I don't want to wait another month. Why? It should be every weekend. It should be once a week. How the hell am I supposed to get my listeners? If I don't do this every week, I say that now, you probably won't hear from me again in ages. (laughs) I just went shopping, I went to Costco, bought loads of stuff. I love Costco. If anyone has been to Costco, it's basically, it's an American um, store, which is kind of like a wholesale store, and it's for members only. But anyone can join, really. Work for the NHS, you can join. (laughs) Yeah, so I went there today and I bought loads of stuff. I, originally, I was meant to buy a, a tracksuit for my daughter because she's been wearing mine <laughs> for school. And I'm like, nah, man, you gotta have your, you can't wear mine and then do a workout for PE, um, you know, for fitness. And then I've got to wear that after you. Nah, do you know how long it takes me to drive my tracksuit? So there's certain clothing that I won't. Like, put in the dryer, obviously, because it will shrink. And also, I think it's better when you just dry it naturally on the radiator. (laughs) I just forgot. I forgot to buy one of those um, clothes where you dry your clothes on. What do you call them things? Dryer. We'll call it... Not a dryer. I've frigging lost the plot. (laughs) I think I've had too much coffee. That was something else I bought. I love coffee. Costco coffee. Nice filtered coffee is. <laughs> so, yeah, basically, I went to Costco. And, um, like, Costco do fuel, right, petrol and diesel. And it's proper cheap. It's that cheap now. It's getting out of hand. Like, there's queues are massive just to get your fuel. <laughs> I've seen it stretch out for about half a mile, which is pretty long. <laughs> but I obviously went round the back way. Uh, and snuck in because <laughs> I'm a diva, and it that's why I went to the gym as well yesterday. I thought about going today, but like because I've been in two days in a row, I thought now nah, I better give my body some rest. And it, I'm not getting any younger. I'm getting older, folks. I mean, I can feel it, you know. And like when I was young, oh, I used to love going to the gym. I'd be there nearly every day. I spend an a, at least two hours in the gym, right now. Since I've been married, like, to be honest, max I spend in the gym is an hour and 30 minutes. <laughs> and that's if you want to include the shower as well. <laughs> yeah, so that's what I've been doing. But I thought, yeah, let's do another episode. Like, I might add some new stuff in, right? You know, on the last podcast, I, I was talking about the dude with the uh, Monopoly board who shot his frigging stepfather. Right, I thought I could turn that into material. Like, there's got to be something in that. 
So I haven't actually done anything yet, but I thought I'd give it a try. I did some new material last night in Stoke on Trent for a, a dude named Josh, and it was all right. Like it was a nice little room, quirky room. Uh, had about thirty people in there, and they were all up for it. It was great. It was a good night. So I've oh, I got a bought. I've got to tell you, like I bought a camera. I thought I'd treat myself, right? Because all my mates on social media, like they've got really good footage of themselves. And I thought, I wonder how they got that. And I remember doing this gig and there was a, an act there, Phil Chapman. And he had like proper gear, man, like a TV crew. Like he had a proper uh, HD camera and like he had the stand and he had like a, a microphone that you attached to it. And I thought, wow, that's wicked that. Like it was one of them portable microphones, like what they wear on the telly. Like, you know, one of them. Like a little microphone that you attach to yourself, and it's kind of Bluetooth. I don't know how it works. It's probably blue Bluetooth, and it <laughs> wireless or Bluetooth, one of them. Anyway, I thought, why well, I'm gonna get? I want. I need to get something like that. So I bought a Panasonic uh, 4K handheld camera. Cost me about 425 pounds, and that was with a discount, with the NHS discount that I get. <laughs> So I got £75 off it. I did a lot of research, like what camera should I get. First, I was looking at the other cameras, you know, the ones that you take photos with, the click-click ones. And then I thought, can you actually record videos with them? Like These are more like for pictures, isn't it? Like professional photographers. And they're quite, they're really expensive as well, those are. And I thought, no, I don't need one of them, do I? So then I realised, no, I need a handheld camera because another friend of mine, a comedian, told me the one he's got. So I had to do a couple of research and stuff, and I found um, the Panasonic one. And because I'm a bit of a bargain hunter, I always try and find the cheapest one. <laughs> I think we all do it. So you find the one that you like, and then you Google it to see if you can get it cheaper. Obviously, because I've got a blue light card, which is basically a, ser a services card. So anyone who works in armed forces, police, fire... Emergency, you know, like the the NHS hospital, you, you you're entitled to it. So you get a card, basically, gives you loads of discounts. And I thought, I wonder if Panasonic do discount. <laughs> Luckily for me, they did. So it was happy days. So I've got that, and I used it yesterday, but the lighting wasn't the best in the room. So I thought, right, I'm gonna have to record, use it another time. But I did record my set. I watched it back, and I thought, all right, there's some bits there that I could keeping yeah it was good it was good so i basically treated myself christmas why not <laughs> the weird thing is i can't even remember if i've already told you guys that i probably have if i have i apologize but yeah i was took that was it i was gonna do some new stuff yeah as in the podcast not in material but you never know so this there's a new bit that i'm gonna do obviously it's from reddit <laughs> So, you know, I do the no stupid questions and I do um, the weird news story. But now there's a new section. Oh, drum roll. Yep. So the new section is called Ask the UK. <laughs> That's what it's called. And uh, today's question is being posted. The internet's gone a bit slow as well. Anyway, here we go. So this is a new one. It's Ask the UK. So this question, these are questions similar to no stupid questions, basically, very similar. But 
It's all for the United Kingdom, the UK. So if you're not from the UK, you might find this really interesting. And I saw this question and I thought, this is a good one. I like this one. Never thought of this. So today's question for Ask the UK has been posted by No Manor. The question he says is, what's the most dangerous animal in the UK? <laughs> the most dangerous animal. Well, we used to have wolves. Believe it or not, the UK had wolves. I say the UK. I think it was mainly uh, Scotland. Scotland used to have wolves, apparently. and uh, But they all got killed off. Yeah. They all got killed. I heard they were going to bring them back. I don't know whether that was true. I read it somewhere in a news article. They were talking about bringing the wolf back into Scotland because of the deer population has increased quite a lot. And it obviously it affects livestock and farming. So they were on about bringing the wolf back. And I think that would be great, man. Because imagine like... Because in the UK, we don't really have any dangerous animals. Dangerous animal. I would say the fox. Only because in the UK, a fox attacked a baby in London. Right? Uh, I remember this. It was about two, three years ago. And um, I thought, wow, that's... So that because obviously we're humans, we're probably the worst animals in it in the UK. It's human beings, mate. <laughs> we're the worst. Don't get me started. But like obviously we're taking over, um, like we're building places like in forests. You know, there's new houses on land, and we're taking we're taking the animals' land away, really. So where else can these foxes go? <laughs> so yeah, that. So it's probably the fox, isn't it? I mean, there's no other dangerous one. You could say the hedgehog, but the hedgehog ain't going to do a lot. If anything, it can just spike you. Not like a um, porcupine where it shoots out spines, like little spikes at you, I think. Does it do that? I'll tell you what the dangerous, most dangerous animal is for my wife, right? It's not actually an animal. <laughs> it's more like an insect. She is absolutely terrified of slugs. <laughs> if she sees a slug, she she runs. She does not like slugs. And occasionally slugs do enter into the house. I don't know how they get in, to be honest. Maybe there's a, there's a hole in the wall or something. But yeah, when she sees one, her toes will curl up and she'll just she'll go all cringy and she'll go, there's a slug, get rid of it. And I asked her once, why do you why don't you like slugs? <laughs> and she said, Because they look slimy. They look slimy, they move weirdly, and they leave a trail. So yeah, Mrs. is absolutely terrified of slugs. <laughs> so I'm just gonna read the rest of what No Manor has put about this question. He said, I almost got headbutted by a sheep. I was having a nice walk in the Brecon Beacons when this angry little Sheep charged at me about 20 foot away. Luckily, I heard him galloping from behind and I turned around just in time to see him literally leap up into the air. <laughs> A good two foot off the ground. He was heading straight for my chest, but I watched loads of wrestling. <laughs> Is this guy real? He watches loads of wrestling. <laughs> what kind of wrestling do you watch? 
So I was able to sidestep, put him in a headlock, <laughs> and DDT in one motion. All the other sheep were just like staring at me, not saying anything, so they must have been bricking it. <laughs> I think that's hilarious. Oh, that's such a funny answer. Well, what his story shall I put? I might have mentioned this before, right? Apologies if I have. If you're an advent listener to my podcast and you've heard this story, I feel like I have mentioned it. But years ago, I used to work in the Bristol, right, as a security guard. And I used to do, like, days and nights. And I remember we used to stay in, like, this uh, B&B type of place, but it was like a dorm. So all the security guards stayed in this one room. There was frigging loads. There was about 15 of us, man. Anyway, <laughs> we had to walk from a little village called Hanum into where the supermarket was, Asda. And uh, it was a good 15, 20-minute walk, right? And the quickest way to get there was through a field. And I used to walk through this field. And on the field, there used to be cows, man. <laughs> and I'm not going to lie. I used to get every time I crossed that field, I used to think, I hope there is no cow watching me. Because I could get attacked by one of these big cattles. And I always used to get really happy when the moon came out. Because when the moon came out, I could see where I was going. Honestly, back in them days, we never used to have like mobile, like mobile phones never used to have torches on them. <laughs> so it was always a nightmare crossing the field. Um, so for me, I think it would be the cow. Definitely the cow. Because that, that was the only fear I had like from growing up. You know. That's probably the most dangerous animal in the UK, I would I would say. I wonder what other people think. I wonder, I wonder what yours is. Like, if you're from England, what animal are you scared of? I mean, obviously, everyone's scared of spiders, isn't it? My kids are terrified of spiders. Like, the ha normal British house spider. Apparently, though, they can kill you. <laughs> Did you know that? But you've got to be bitten by, like, 20 of them or something. I could be making that up. I've read it somewhere. Yeah, it's probably wrong, isn't it? <laughs> so, someone has put, four to five people are killed yearly in incidents relating to cattle. Oh, my God. Yes, you heard me correctly. Cattle are the deadliest animals in the UK with a body count of four to five every year. I didn't know that. So, I could have di died, man. That's basically what this guy is saying. I could have died from getting run over from a cow I mean these cows the cows are big man they are big if cows wanted to they could all just gang up together and say no we're not supplying you beef anymore you want beef we're going to give you beef we're not even going to give you milk the cows could run a riot <laughs> if cows had a bit of a brain they could have. They could run a riot innit then we've had it imagine that but like I said, in India, cows just roam on the streets like dogs. So they don't eat, like, they don't kill cows there because they find them as holy. But we'll leave that as another day. But yeah, I want to know what other people have said. Um, oh, they're talking about the cow. So someone's put, I was coming here to say this. My ex and I were charged at by a cow, some of the cow story, on a public footpath in the peaks 
We were quite far away from them, but I think they had calves and one of them ran right at us. <laughs> we sped away, but the cow was closing in like a heat-sinking bovine missile. I turned, spread my arms wide and shouted, Moo! And the cow stopped dead in its tracks. <laughs> Some would say I'm a hero. My ex just said, I think we should see other people. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with a grown man being comfortable about mooing. That's brilliant. <laughs> so there you go. I think that has basically answered the question. The most dangerous animal in the UK is the cow. Absolutely. So, cow, you are the winner. Talking about winners, actually. No, because yesterday I did, like I said, I did a bit of new material. And I haven't done this in ages. Remember when I used to drop jokes in between my podcast? (laughs) So I wrote a couple of ones. To be honest, they were under the workshop bit. I was was meant to do a workshop um, a couple of weeks back. And I never got around to it because I ended up working. It was an online workshop, like a, a Zoom meeting kind of thing. But anyway, I've got these ones. I'm going to do them. Now, word of warning, some of these are... <laughs> they are a bit dark. I say a bit. One of them is really dark. So please don't be offended by any of these jokes. Maybe I shouldn't really do them, it? I'm only going to end up getting cancelled again. Yeah, again. <laughs> so I'll go through some of them. Right, these are the ones I did yesterday. The police confiscated my limbo stick. How low can they go? (laughs) Oh, I didn't do this one yesterday. I always hit the nail on the head. I'm a (laughs) self-hammer. Now, I'm not sure about this one, right? Like, it's more like a, like a, a rhyme than an actual joke. Global warming is getting out of hand. Soon, we'll all be burying our heads in the sand. <laughs> I think I know what the problem is there. Hand and sand kind of rhyme together, innit? So it doesn't really work. Alright then. I was going to go to a climate change protest. Then it started to rain. <laughs> so I stayed in. <laughs> this one is darker than dark. I get my second-hand clothing from suicide spots. Lots of jumpers. <laughs> oh, God, I feel bad reading it out. <laughs> Maybe I should delete it. I always leave a tip for the waiters. They can clean it themselves. My computer keeps playing Maori music. I think I've got a hacker. <laughs> I like that one. This one, the next one, got a really big laugh yesterday. Like it took a, it took a couple of seconds, but it was like, I think people was like, "Oh, that's clever." I like that. So the joke is, my mother's easily swayed, but Dad reckons she's a hundred percent leather. <laughs> I like that one. It's good, isn't it? <laughs> Uh, Here's another one. I've been stuffing sausages just to make ends meet. I'm not sure about that one. I took my missus for a scan today. 
Tesco's weren't impressed. <laughs> she come up as chicken nuggets. <laughs> this one I didn't do. I don't know. Like I've lost a bit of faith in this one. My smart meter has been clocking up more money than my taxi one. <laughs> so I replaced it. <laughs> All right, here's one more. I keep getting stopped by the boys in blue. So I got a bumper sticker that says, please follow this van. And to this day, I haven't seen one Smurf. <laughs> There's my jokes for you. Right, let's keep the podcast going. Oh no, I know I've done Ask the UK, right? Which is kind of a new thing, isn't it? But I feel like it's very similar to the No Stupid Questions. <laughs> but <laughs> obviously that one that one counts towards England. So those of you who are outside of England, you might find it interesting. Or you might just not even listen to this podcast and I'm just talking to myself. But anyway, I like to keep tradition. No Stupid Questions, man. You know I love doing this, right? So today's No Stupid Question has been posted by Perpetual Hillman. Perpetual. Yeah, Perpetual. What does Perpetual mean? <laughs> I don't know what it means. Anyway, the question he put down, I thought, I could probably answer this, but then again, I probably can't. But it does relate to the... It does relate to music, right? And obviously, I'm a big hip-hop man, right? I like my hip-hop bangra bit of Bollywood here and there, I like a bit of pop, anyway, who cares what I like, but yeah, I listen to quite a lot of rap, and his question is related to that, <laughs> and his question is, why do rappers often say, yeah, yeah, or yeah, at the beginning of songs before they begin their rap, <laughs> I mean, that's true, a lot of rappers go, yeah, 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 yeah. Or they go, chit, chit, chit. I think it's obviously started from the when hip-hops, like, first appeared. So back in what? How long has hip-hop been going? 70s, 80s? Early on hip-hop, the rappers used to do that. Uh, uh, chit, chit, uh, yeah, uh. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a bad boy. Oh, did I tell you I bought a microphone lead? <laughs> I think I've told you this, but a quick one, I brought a microphone, right, and a lead, and I plugged it into my JBL, and I started rapping on it, <laughs> I should have made, I should have made a video, I was going, uh, 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 so yeah, it's true, it's what they do, so if, yeah, maybe it comes from that, like, you know, the 80s, when, when old school hip hop used to be like that, I think it just, it kind of, it gets you in the zone, like the do, I think they do it because they feel the beat. Like yeah, 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 and I, f <laughs> I think that's why they do it. Like yeah, just to get you in the zone. That's my answer. That's what I reckon. So I want to know what other people have said. One said feeling the beat before they're about to spit. They, that's just what I've just said, ain't it? <laughs> I think that's what it is. How come musicians of other genres don't seem to do this? Someone's put. <laughs> Someone's replied to that question, put death metal and other styles of metal does this with growls and grunts. Ruh, ruh, ruh. <laughs> Do 
Maybe it's how we used to communicate as cavemen. We probably used to go, <laughs> that sounds wrong, isn't it? <laughs> I think I need to end this question before I get myself in trouble. Not like I haven't already with the, with the uh, suicide joke. <laughs> oh my God, I'm going to get cancelled for this, isn't it? Someone's going to report me. Report, I found this this podcast offensive. <laughs> yes, snowflakes. All right, I'm going to read one more because someone's put quite a lot down on why this why people do this. So, Perpetual Hillman has actually replied to most of his comments. He says, I suppose because the beats compromise more of the music than in other genres where the other instrumentation plays more of a role. However, in other genres that rarely solely on beat, there aren't call-outs, take lyrical poetry, for example, in which there are no other instruments but only one underlining beat. Throughout history, there are no recorded examples of lyrical poets utilising call-outs in their tunes, although the genre utilised no instruments and a beat alone. There you go. That was today's No Stupid Question. Wasn't that interesting, really, was it? It's just a just an observation. <laughs> that's what it was. But then again, I guess that's what they all are, aren't they? They're all like observations. <laughs> so I'm going to move swiftly on because the podcast is getting on as well. And you're probably near the end of your journey or you're finishing your ironing. I don't know what you're doing. You're doing something practical. <laughs> I'm going to move swiftly on. And do the weird news story. Because it's a bit of a long one this one. But it's actually come from a place. I think. All the way. Right. From a joke that I did. I did a joke. Anyway. I did a joke. And it relates to that. It doesn't relate to that. But it's from that country. Shut up love dev. Do your podcast. Right. Today's weird news story comes all the way from New Zealand. And the story is. Man poses as attractive blonde woman. Convinces police officer to hand over patrol car. <laughs> okay, this one seems interesting. So, a young man's fake Tinder persona of an attractive blonde woman <laughs> was so convincing he managed to persuade an active police officer to hand over his patrol car and body armor vest. <laughs> Tyler Rawiri Tatara, shout out to Tyler Rawiri Tatara, then 23, happy birthday buddy, and long fascinated with police, used a car and vest in an elaborate (laughs) sex money scam, swindling tens of thousands of dollars in total from three victims, they bought him an iPhone, (laughs) a car, and then at least one case, they mated with each other. <laughs> oh, God. The court documents tell the story of an easily bored young man skilled at using superficial charm and deceit to create chaos. <laughs> Suppression orders on Tetara's identity and fire were lifted last week, shedding light on his spree of lies and deception since January 2020, <laughs> until his arrest in March. 
The New Zealand case follows another case of deceit overseas that involved the same dating app. Netflix crime documentary The Tinderla Swindler, I haven't seen that yet, released this year, tells of Israeli conman Simon Leviev, who used the app to connect with women, who he then emotionally manipulated into financially supporting his lavish lifestyle. <laughs> he told them he needed the money to escape his enemies. <laughs> Tatara's relationship with his first victim, named in court documents as Miss H, was a farce from the start. They met on Tinder in January for 2020, and for nine months he fooled her into thinking he was a police dog handler. <laughs> and in an undercover role, to, soli to solidify his act, he sent her photos and videos of himself in a police uniform. It is not clear how he got the uniform. <laughs> he must have got it off another police member who hasn't owned up to it. Photos of the police staff, police cars, inside the police stations, as well as audio from a police radio. <laughs> Man, he went full out in it. He went like... <laughs> he probably renovated his flat into like a prison. And then he just took loads of photos in it. He also told her he owned multiple properties and a business called Empire Capital, sending her emails from a fictional assistant called Mark. <laughs> and he calls himself Lord. As part of his business advice, Tatara convinced her to buy a car for him in her name, <laughs> saying it would increase her credit score. <laughs> Oh my, and she fell for that. She also bought him an iPhone after he said he couldn't buy himself because he had business disputes with Spark and Vodafone. <laughs> he eventually returned the car, beat up, needing costly repairs. He never returned the phone. <laughs> the pair had a romantic relationship between January and September. Tatara struck again shortly after that, this time as a woman. Wow. Using photos stolen from a former policewoman's social media, including her in uniform. <laughs> he created the Tinder profile of an alluring blonde called Tori and started messaging the second victim, an active police officer called Mr. L in early October 2020. Tori told Mr. L she was working in an anti-corruption operation. <laughs> this is what they love doing and it criminals they love to to kind of give hints that they're doing the wrong and needed his help to plant a listening device in a police car on the 11th of november mr l bought a marked police patrol vehicle to auckland and handed it to tara thinking he was tory's colleague <laughs> tara had the car for about four hours that first time and managed to get the police car a second time later, the same month. Tori had told Mr. L listening device did not work and they needed the car again. Later that month, Mr. L handed over his spare body armour vest. <laughs> again, under the ruse of Tori's undercover work, to insert a listening device in it <laughs> for placement at a police station. Like the first victim, Mr. L was scammed into buying an iPhone 12 for Tory. 
who said her wealthy father's board members did not want her to have a personal phone or social media <laughs> in case it gets hacked. Tatara returned the police car, but not the vest. <laughs> Much later, he told the police about his arrest, that getting the patrol car was worth it for the thrilling of driving a Holden Commodore. <laughs> I've never heard of that car. So he's from Wakatain. Tatara was on a parole at the time for similar offending. He was convicted in 2017 and jailed in 2019 for pretending to be a police officer. <laughs> he had interest in the police since he was a kid. According to court-ordered psychological report, easily bored, he tended to portray himself favorably and was skilled in using charm and deceit to get what he wanted. He told the report writer he was groomed by an older man when he was 14 who gave him gifts and money in return for you know what. That and ended only when he moved to Auckland at 17. He said lying to his parents was the first experience of deception. <laughs> he lost his father growing up but said he came from a good background. Mr. Tatara's presents with a complex offence pathway. Yeah, he's got to have some kind of problem with him, innit? I mean, pretending to be someone you're not. I mean, <laughs> you know what you're doing, innit? We all we all know what you're doing. This guy is very interesting. I'm just quite. I mean, it's quite a long, a weird news story to be honest. I'll read a bit more and then I'll probably skip because we all know he's going to get jailed, isn't it? <laughs> That's what's happened. So his fascination with the police connected him with his third victim, a security guard who always wanted to be a police officer. <laughs> Using Tori's profile, Tatara met the 32-year-old father of two on Tinder, reeling him in with the promise of his dream job. Over text and Snapchat, Tori convinced the man she was a senior sergeant in the National Organised Crime Department. <laughs> running secret operations and could help him to get into a team through a back route. For that, he would have to meet the boss, Sion, who would turn out to be Tatara in disguise. <laughs> Wearing Mr. L's police vest, driving the Holden Commodore, <laughs> modified with lights and aerials to look like a police-issued vehicle, to the security guard's house for the first meeting, Tatara looked the part, used the right police jargon and was very confident. The man told the jury when the case went to trial. After that first meeting, a friendship began. The two men saw each other frequently for three months. <laughs> oh, God. The security guard visited and stayed at Tatara's family home in Wakatani, wherever that is. Tatara, in turn, met the man's two children. So he basically convinced the dad to invest in a watch promising it would yield a large return when resold. <laughs> the man took out a bank loan, you know, withdrew money from his children's bank accounts, damn, and transferred $15,000 to Tatara. The two men also made out. So, if they made out, then... I don't get this, like... Has he, like... Does the other man know that he's a man pretending to be a woman? I'm really confused. <laughs> oh, yeah, so basically, he got arrested after all that. I mean, it's quite a long story, isn't it? 
That was today's podcast. Maybe I should have left it for another couple of weeks. Oh, well, there we go. That was today's one. Uh, have a lovely day, guys, week, whatever you're doing. Enjoy your weekend. You've been listening to a crazy little thing called Love Dev. Ta-da. Uh, uh, uh.